In this episode, we're talking all things payment terms when it comes to your influencer agreement. We're going to break down, write down into the payment terms and provisions that you would usually include in your agreement. And this is actually going to be part of a series of podcast episodes we are going to create, which will break down some of the common provisions that you would commonly see in your influencer agreement. So stay tuned for the other ones. As always, nothing in the podcast is legal advice, but feel free to reach out if you're in need of some advice. Let's get straight into it. Hi, I'm Tegan, an Australian commercial lawyer who specializes in all things social media legals. I spend my days documenting agreements between influencers and brands and advising on disclosure requirements for influencer marketing campaigns as well as social media competitions. If you're a brand that uses influencers to help build brand awareness, trust and make sales, or you're an influencer that promotes the products and services of another business, this podcast is for you. And if you like free stuff, head to sociallawco.com.au forward slash ebook to pick up our free legally compliant campaigns ebook. You're listening to the Social Law Co podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Law Co podcast. Last week we did not have an episode. I know, shock horror. Hopefully, if you were looking for an episode, you use the break to catch up on some of the episodes you might have missed today. We're back on board this week, but we will be taking a short break over the Christmas period to recharge and attempt to survive school holidays with young kids. The parents listening right now will 100% know what I mean. I want to start breaking down some of the key issues that we cover in influencer, ambassador, and affiliate agreements into some bite-sized chunks of podcast goodness for you to consume at your leisure. This week, I thought I would start with influencer fees. I think it's a good one to start with because ultimately, it's one of the biggest considerations for any brand looking to work with influencers. What's it going to cost us? Now, there's a number of common ways in which we see our clients remunerate influencers, and I'm going to do a bit of a run through each of them. The first one that we commonly see is offering the influencer free product or services. Now, the number of people I see in Facebook groups and the like thinking this type of arrangement doesn't need to be supported by a legal agreement truly shocks me, especially when I see the same people complain when the influencer takes forever to post or just ghosts them completely, uses the product in the wrong way, or says something about the brand or the product or service, which is just not true. Now, in some cases, Free products or services are sent to influencers as free gifts with no expectation that they will post. It may be sent to them by a brand to encourage the influencer to try the product or service, genuinely enjoy it, and become a paying customer who then ends up featuring those products they purchased in their feed purely because they like them, bought them, and are now enjoying them. Now, that's not such a bad strategy if you've got free products and services to give away. If the influencer has purchased the products themselves, were not asked to post about them, and genuinely happen to be wearing a pair of bikinis, for example, they purchased from you purely because they liked them, then really it's organic and not sponsored content at that stage. 
Of course, if you sent them the free products with a script of what to say and an expectation of them posting that specific product in exchange for the free gift, then it's a different story and disclosure of the sponsored nature of the post is required. This is where I see a lot of issues arise. In the absence of a written agreement, the influencer may believe that the first scenario has occurred. And let's face it, from their perspective, it often does occur. And the brand, especially a brand who is tipping their toe into the influencer marketing pool for the first time, may believe it's the second scenario. It's important to communicate and agree your expectations. It not only avoids disappointment, disputes, and damage to reputation, but impacts on what else should be included in your agreement. For example, if you're remunerating your influencers in part through things like access to otherwise paid apps or programs, it's relevant to include in your agreement if they need to do things like sign up for accounts or review and accept your other terms and conditions of use of that app or program. Save, of course, for the payment of the app or program fees. Another way we commonly see brands remunerate influencers is by paying them a one-off fee to post to their feed and or their stories. This is quite straightforward, provided you have agreed what you are receiving from the influencer in exchange for your one-off fee. This is the often straightforward short-term influencer agreement. These are the ones you may be able to get away with buying a template influencer agreement to use, but I still don't recommend it. The next payment structure I want to discuss is where multiple payments are made to an influencer over a period of time. This is more your brand ambassador type arrangement. Your agreement in this case will extend over a longer period of time and each payment is often linked to a number of posts, stories, and sometimes other content. An example of this would be where an influencer is, for example, lent or given products to use and regularly post about for a fixed period of time, for example, one year in exchange for a monthly cash payment. Now, the final payment structure I'm going to discuss is a little more complicated It's where an influencer is to be paid a share of profits from sales generated by the brand. We have drafted agreements using this payment structure for a number of different scenarios. One example is where a brand collaborated with an influencer to create a new line of the brand's products. Another is where influencers were given affiliate links. Another example, which is a pretty common one we see, is where influencers are giving discount codes unique to each influencer. Now, whilst all of these examples involve payment structures tied to the sales generated, each are different in terms of what other provisions need to be included in their agreements. To further clarify what I mean, my example involving the collaboration between the brand and an influencer to create a new line of the brand's products saw payments made to the influencer in connection with sales of that specific line of product, regardless of where the sale had come from. My example of using affiliate links tied remuneration payable to the influencer to those sales that had been generated after clicking that link. This specific example tends to continue for a longer period of time than the example of using discount codes, which is often used to generate a flurry of sales in a given week or month. Sometimes they can be ongoing. Each of these examples I've discussed require a number of variations to the influencer agreement that the parties will need to negotiate before the campaign kicks off. My hope for you after listening to this podcast is that you, one, gain a greater understanding of why buying template influencer agreements generally falls short of what you need. After all, very rarely are two campaigns the same. 
And two, you will have a greater understanding of some of the more common ways influencers can be remunerated, which give you the ability to think through the type of campaign you would like to create. How you intend to remunerate your influencers is one of the first things we will ask you if you're coming on board with us to create your agreement. As I've mentioned, it's one of the key points which helps us determine which other provisions may need to be included in your agreement. We'll also ask you if you've discussed your intended arrangement with your accountant. GST, for example, is something we address in your agreement. The process for issuing tax invoices is also typically covered. How you intend to remunerate your influencers will likely impact on your invoicing processes for your campaigns. I do hope this has been helpful. This has just been a glimpse into some of the things you need to know when it comes to remuneration of your influencers. In future podcast episodes, I plan to chat about some of the other important points we typically cover in influencer agreements. These include, for example, influencer restraints and exclusivity, clauses to protect you from potential breaches of the Australian consumer law, and considerations when it comes to ownership and licenses of intellectual property in the context of an influencer marketing campaign. Let me know which ones you're most eager to hear in your Insta stories and tag Social Law Co. I'll be sure to prioritize those. That's it for this episode. If you have any questions, as always, you know where to find us. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed that episode, I would love you to hit subscribe on the Social Law Co. podcast and leave a review. Don't forget, you can head to sociallawco.com.au forward slash ebook to pick up your freebie. Until next time.